Hunting is not easy. It never has been. It takes dedication, motivation, a lot of patience, and quality gear. If you manage a food plot, put up stands, or need just one more game camera, we can help at MidwayUSA.com. We opened our doors in 1977 and continue to put customers first by offering super fast, same day shipping. For just about everything for the outdoors, go to MidwayUSA.com. When it comes to hunting boots, how many pairs does one man need? Well, how many seasons are there? Turkey season? Deer season? Duck season? Dove season? Honey, how many pairs of boots does one man need? At least one more pair. For just about everything for hunting, go to MidwayUSA.com. I'm Larry Potterfield with Midway USA. Thanks for your business. Hey, I just got back from lunch. Did you finish that report yet? Uh, well, not exactly. I'm still working on it. I'm not finished just yet. Uh, I got a little sidetracked, but I will get them to you first thing this afternoon. <laughs> it is first thing this afternoon. Well, yeah, I, I understand that, but I mean, I, I am working on it. But I'll, I'll have, what um, do you mean? That the report isn't finished yet? I'm, I'm still in the process of working on it. I've just been a little distracted. T- distracted? Our meeting starts in an hour. Can have it. You, you no no. What were you doing? Were you listening to another hunting podcast again? I swear, I give the staff in this office the freedom to do whatever they want to do as long as they meet a deadline. That is the first bullet underneath your job description. Pays attention to detail and deadline and deadline. Dude, are you even listening to me right now? Welcome back, guys and gals. This is episode 96 of the Whitetail Distraction Podcast, and we are doing episode number two of the Deer Slayer series. We have a good local buddy on from Ohio. His name is Matt Talkington. We know him pretty well. I've been keeping in touch with him over the last few years as far as turkey season goes and deer season and follow along with his journey. The guy is just an absolute slayer. I mean, he makes this deer slayer series tenfold because he is a very successful hunter he has many different methods that he's used throughout his life to get it done and i think you guys will really enjoy this one don't lose focus on the fact that he is using different methods now than many of you may agree or use because the guy has grown up absolutely getting it done on all different scenarios public private bow gun crossbow whatever he needs to get the job done that's what he's done and i think that'll come across in this episode i am joined by austin in this episode but we weren't able to get together with limited time just to do the episode itself to do an intro so just want to cover really quick here our partners we have first and foremost scree gear screegear.com i know i am rocking a full line of scree gear right now and i've also had to use their warranty on a product due to sizing and that's on me not them but they were quick to handle it i've already got it in the mail to them everything's already done for me as far as the labeling every package comes with a label to return so i'm looking forward to getting back into some more scree gear once that gets back to me within the next 48 hours austin is also rocking some scree gear this year and he's loving it as well 
So guys, go check them out. They're still running sales on some of their bundles, which is a great way to get into their products on a much cheaper basis. And you'd be surprised what the cost of these things are. Next, VIP, Veteran Innovative Products, Matt and Cindy Futere. Those are my people. Uh, recently, I've been in contact with Matt talking about some of the kills that we have with the veteran already. The combat veteran, I should say. I have killed a doe with the combat veteran already this year. My brother Joe has killed a doe with the combat veteran. And Sam has now killed a buck. So we just made a post on that yesterday that Sam had killed a pretty nice buck. Good story behind that. Hopefully we can get Sam on the podcast. He'd be a great fit on this Deer Slayer series. But he killed it off his parents' property that he and I went out back in February and did some hinge cutting. And then after that, we just recently went in and cut the entire field where his orchard is. And we planted a food plot for late season. So we planted some clover and we planted some last stand. And that's just like a mix of radish and some late season stuff. So hopefully that takes. We've been getting some really good weather, not for hunting, but good weather for a late season food plot that you're just putting in in October. It was a really cool story. He went in basically just uh, looking to kill a doe. He was hunting a ladder stand on the edge of the orchard, in which has been there for many years. And this is a property where he's never taken any real big bucks off of. But sure enough, two bucks had stood up in the hinge cutting area, fed their way all the way in, and he got a nice 16-yard shot, drilled it, the arrow, and combat veteran all the way through, quartering away, lodged all the way through the backside bone of the leg, split it in half completely, which is the same story of my doe, but mine was the front leg, split the bone in half, lodged the broadhead in the bone, and did some massive, massive damage. So we're very, very pleased with those broadheads, and uh, VIP just continues to kill it. I know they have some new products coming out next year that I'm really looking forward to, but don't know how they can come up with a better design. Next, out on a limb, out on a limb, mfg.com. Matt Garris, great dude. He has recently become one of our partners of the show, and can't say enough about that guy. He has some of the best products out there. He has the new Hush stand right now. He has the Shakar Sticks, the Shakar One Stick. He has the Ridge Runner, my personal favorite, which now Austin is running because I'm running his Scout. Actually, I'm running the Monarch on my One Stick. So looking forward to getting more of his products in the future. I, I know I also use the Reach camera arm that he built. Love his stuff. We'll never stop using it. The guy's just an absolutely genuine, amazing person. And I may be visiting him this fall on a deer hunting trip. That is to be determined. Last but not least, new canoe. Finally, here's the announcement you've all been waiting for. I have received my new canoe, and it is unbelievable. That is one heck of a boat. The unlimited from new canoe is hard to beat. I've shown it to many people since I've gotten it, and they have all basically said the same thing, how incredible, how big it is, how sturdy it looks, how heavy it is. The thing is just like an unbelievable, it almost looks like a canoe instead of a kayak, but you wouldn't believe the detail and thought they've put into into this thing with all the different railings and everything that they've done. It's just absolutely incredible. So go check them out, newcanoe.com. And with that, we will get on to the episode. 
And we are back with Matt Talkington, good buddy of mine and Austin's from way back when. Big supporter of the podcast. The guy, I mean, think about this. This guy moved from West Virginia, I think I got this right, Matt, to yeah. Ohio, the land of giants, <laughs> just for I'll deer hunting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, my dad bought a piece of property over here, and it had a house on it. He moved over, so that that, that was that was the main thing at the time. <laughs> yeah, listen, I don't blame you one bit, man. Regardless of what state you're in, if you're around Ohio, you, it's probably not a bad call to move to Ohio. Get that residency oh. license. You can still That's hunt the surrounding states. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because yeah, I'm just right on the river, so I can, hell, 10 minutes, and I'm back in West Virginia. So. There you go. That's right. So we are continuing our Deer Slayer series uh, from the last episode that we posted. You are episode number two of the series. You are number two. Which is pretty exciting stuff, man. Yeah. We've uh, we've kind of owed you this episode for quite a while though, so I'm I'm really happy the way it worked out that we were able to get you on and get you on this new series that we started. So yeah. it it worked out for the better, I guess. Everything has its place in this world. Oh yeah, I'm happy to be on. Absolutely, appreciate the offer. Yeah, man, we're stoked for it. Absolutely. So let's get you going here. How about a little intro for anybody that doesn't know who you are? Uh, just a little background of how you got into hunting. Um, where you're from, we kind of explained that already, but maybe, and we'll, we'll dive more into that part so we can skip that and then you could, uh, say what you do for work. Yeah, I'm, uh, like I said, Matt Talkington. You know, I'm 31. I live in Ohio now. I was living in West Virginia. Before that, I was in the Army. I bounced around. I've lived in Georgia for most three, four and a half years, most of my high school career. And before that, as long as I've lived anywhere was uh, in PA up in Greensburg. I lived there about nine years when I was a kid. So, and I've hunted just about every state that I've lived in. It so. seems like you always navigate to places with pretty rough terrain. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Big mountainous yeah. areas. Uh, is that due yeah. to work or, or how did that well, end yeah, up working my, out? My dad, my dad working and uh, moving. He's an engineer, so. We bounced around a little bit, but okay. yeah, everywhere. Even when I lived in Georgia, I lived in North Georgia, not far, uh, you know, 15, 20 minutes from Tennessee uh, border. So I was right there in, you know, the more, I guess, mountainous area of Georgia, so hunting them public land turkeys and deers. <laughs> <laughs> I, I yeah. wish we could dive yeah, down. The, <laughs> I wish we could dive down that turkey uh, hole, oh, but yeah. we're not going to. No. Uh, Austin's <laughs> giving me the look. No. Don't you dare do it! It is not turkey season anymore. <laughs> no, no, I, I cut my teeth on deer hunting public down there. I mean, that's down there, man. It's that's tough. I bet. I bet. I, from what I've seen, I mean, it, it definitely seems like it. At least, yeah, it's tough stuff. So. I guess we're getting into the first part of this whole thing then. Kind of the area or the land that you hunt. You're up in the northeast region. You're kind of in that tri-state area between West Virginia, PA, Ohio. So why don't you explain a little bit about what the terrain is like and what kind of area um, in which you hunt and what it looks like. Well, right here at the house, everywhere around the house, most of it's straight up and straight down. Right here on the high river, it's it's pretty rough terrain. Um, it's pretty thick in most areas. It's not like 
the western part of Ohio, it's more ag and all that. It's it's just hills, deep, flat, point, and that's just what you got here. Especially the properties that you know that I hunt. Now, my the my piece that I bought there a couple years ago, it's not as bad. I've got some fields on it, but here at the house and my dad's, it's just it's just hills. So when you're looking at the topo map, it's literally just lines. <laughs> Yeah, it's pretty steep. Like it's just a hill and a flat and a hill and a flat and a hill, and then straight, straight down to the run or you know creek or whatever you, you know whatever you guys want to call it. <laughs> yeah, creek definitely is correct. Here at the house. It's this sixty-five acres here at the house is one hillside, and that's it. Oh man, well Jeez. it's kind of nice that you got sixty-five acres at your house. That's nothing wrong with yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes it nice. Getting out of the oil field, I work on the railroad now, so. I work Monday through Friday, and I'm home by 4 o'clock, so until time changes, I can hunt in the evenings. Makes it nice, because when I worked in the oil field 12 hours a day, I didn't, I didn't have that off. Yeah, weekend warrior for sure. Yeah. So yeah. then growing up, I think you mentioned it a little bit, but growing up and throughout your entire hunting life, you've hunted a mixture of both public and private. Is that correct, or would you say more of one or the other? Um, it was mainly private until I hunted a little bit of public with my dad in PA, you know, walking around with him. Obviously, I couldn't hunt at that time. I couldn't carry a gun. So just mainly private until I got into high school. And we, when we were, when we were living in Georgia and I could drive is when I started hunting public down there. So, you know, 16, 17 years old when I started hunting public. And then when I got out of the army in 2013, I started hunting public over here in Ohio. And that's where most of it has been. Okay. So you kind of mentioned that 65 acres is kind of one hillside. Is that just like all monotonous, the same features, same terrain, same everything? So how do you deal with a challenge like that when everything's kind of the same? You're not working with edges. You don't have clear cut or maybe, Mm -hmm. you know, thickets and and whatnot. I mean, how how do you kind of target those areas and where to set up it's tough here because you know here at the house and the other two places the other my other piece i hunt's 10 acres and my place is 15 so they're they're small and there's not much on any of them and like my my 15 acre piece i got some fields and i've got some food plots growing this year but the 10 acres and here at the house you know there there's hardly any oaks there's you know it's been timbered and timbered and timbered again so here at the house you know in ohio you can bait so you know i do with what i have you know what i mean if i, if I want to hunt the best chance for me is to bait and you know i got a point one you know long point here that runs below my house that runs below the house and i kind of a lot of those deer funnel up and funnel down that point and then at the bottom of my driveway is the lowest spot on this ridge that we live on and everything crosses on that low spot and that low spot to that point below my house ain't far you know maybe within 100 yards of each other so it makes nice travel for that so do you think they're traveling down that in that bottom because of thermals and and how the wind's playing through there oh yeah and that's what kills me that's what makes it tough you know the the deer that i hunt here at the house everything comes up you try to get them deer from the bottom, you end up blowing them out. Yeah. You know, from the top, you know, in the evening times, your thermals are falling, 
best time to hunt them is in the morning. But everybody knows when you bait, it's hard to get in there in the morning. You end up blowing everything out of there. At least in the morning, your thermals are rising, but it makes it tough. So you're playing, you know, you're constantly playing that. You're right there on the edge of getting busted just about every time you hunt. But yeah, yeah I hunt out of ground blinds a lot. You know that. You know that seems to help me a lot. There you go. Yeah, kind of keep your scent in there a little bit. What's uh, what's your access kind of looking like? If it is that difficult, how are you getting in there so nice and clean? And you know, <laughs> tell you what, <laughs> I um, the buck that I'm hunting this year. I think he's probably, he's at least six and a half years old. Oh, I, had him on, I had him on camera last year, and he disappeared on me September 26th, and he didn't come back till the opening day of gun season, and, and he was only in a couple of days, and then I think once in January, and he was gone. Well, he, he's older this year, and he, he seems to stick around, He's or he has stuck around. He's still here. But what I did, like, a month, three weeks before bow season, I took hedge clippers, and a rake and started from where I was going to walk down over the hill all the way to my blind and I cleared everything out the ground all the sticks rocks any limbs that might hit me on the way down through and I cut and trimmed everything just a path just big enough for me to get straight down into my blind that's so, solid man you down to dirt on that are you like a ninja getting yeah. in there or what <laughs> yeah I, I raked it down to dirt yeah that's awesome man He's yeah. walking in on with socks on and everything, or what? Uh, I don't got to do that. I made dirt. I made dirt. <laughs> I'll tell you what. I hunted out of Crocs the other day. That's not a bad call if it's a little warm out. Just saying. Oh, man. It, it, it's been miserable here. It, last October was great. This yeah. October You aren't kidding. I, I will take it, though. If it flip-flops and we get the heat now and not, like, the first week of November... And we get the yeah. cold first week of November, like we did first week of October last year. I'm all in, man. I'm selling out. I'm yeah. good with it. You know, let the heat happen now. It's fine. So yeah. it's actually funny that we're talking about this right now. I was on on my lunch break today. I was watching the news because that's what the guys had on at work. And the weather guy was talking about how if we keep on this same trend for another week of what the temperatures have been like, it's going to be the highest. What did, what did he say? How did he put it? It's going to be like the highest temperature trend that we've had in like 30 years for the October, yeah. like this time period. Yeah. Which is saying, yeah, that's insane. Yeah, they were calling for that, I think, a month ago. I saw it pop up on the, the Weather Channel. I was like, oh, great. Hottest October ever coming. Literally. This is going to be fantastic. <laughs> Miserable. Because <laughs> some of that September weather we were having was pretty freaking nice, dude. Dude, it was in the 40s. <laughs> I was like, we're going to have an awesome yeah. fall. <laughs> oh, man. Just one more thing that, you know, not only the Northeast and us over here deal with. I mean, it's it's across, you know, pretty much across the board. Yeah. But sure. it seems like we get more of the radical change and the weird weather than some of the other places. It just things move in and out. Now, do you see that in the mountains as, as well? You know, when you're in the big hills oh, yeah. down there. Yeah, it's just totally oh, unpredictable. Yeah. 40 in the morning and freaking 80 by noon. Yeah. Yeah, I meant to ask too that hillside you're on, what direction it was facing. I was just curious as well, like if it's hitting uh -huh. the sun in the morning or in the evenings. Uh well, let's see. Shit, <laughs> you caught me off guard here. So, <laughs> That's a good question. Uh, though. Yeah, I was just curious. Uh, let's see. So south wind, so it faces north. It faces north. Okay, north faces yep. nice. So that's not that's not terrible. Yeah, I mean <laughs> it's at least should be a little cooler than in the afternoons yeah definitely drop yeah, it in yeah quick it's cooler. that's awesome so but i mean the thing is you haven't just hunted 
public or private land in Ohio your whole life. You've been very successful for a, a long time and some really, yep. really tough situations. If you want to go in just briefly into some of the other stuff that you've hunted growing up, because I think that's going to play a part. I think that's more of your specialty that we're going to find is those big hills and, and some of the stuff you hunted in your, your earlier ages. Yeah. Growing up, you know, early in my life, it was just gun, the week of gun season, you know, like most kids, you know, the week of gun season in West Virginia, that let me out of school and that was what we did. And we hunted, you know, big hills and we pretty much hunted the same spot. My dad had a spot that he hunted. We hunted that Monday through Friday, the same spot and waited for a deer. <laughs> um, I still hunt that spot with my dad today. Um, That's awesome. You know, at least, you know, we don't get to hunt as much as we used to. Most of us don't have that whole week off anymore, but usually at least one day out of the two weeks gun season, we still hunt that same spot. But yeah, growing up, that was that. And then um, we got a lease and I, we started hunting it. And I mean, it's the same thing. It's, you know, power line right and deep hills. You know, that's, 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 that's all it is. And then, you know, I hunted that and then moved to Georgia or PA. Living in PA, I mean, you guys, you know, up there, it's just yeah. hill, and you know, the little bit of public we hunted, most of it was like I swear it was like right beside the highway. And um, <laughs> Dude, they um, love those highways, man. Yeah, I think yeah. I know exactly <laughs> the chunk you're talking about too. It is yeah. literally right on the highway. Yeah, and um, we we're a part of um, a sportsman's club up there in Youngwood, and we hunted that. You know, I'd go out with my dad, and you know, him and everybody else hunted that place too. So that was always a good time. And then moving to Georgia, you know, it was the same thing. It was like, geez, I cannot get away from these freaking hills. <laughs> you know, but, you know it, was, it didn't matter. Pigeon Mountain, Taylor's Ridge down there. I mean, everything. It was just a freaking mountain, a hill, or a ridge. That was just all it was. <laughs> <laughs> I can't get away from it. But you got to have like 30-inch calves at this point. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's it is something. My, uh, it was funny. I uh, was leaving the woods the other day. My buddy called me. I was walking up out of the woods, and he's like, Jesus. He said, what are you doing? I said, man, I'm walking up out of my blind. <laughs> I'm about to die. <laughs> I'm trying to talk to you on the phone and walk up his hill at the same time, and it ain't doing me too well. <laughs> oh, man. I blame it on the phone all the time, too. Like, I'm huffing and puffing while I'm talking. What do you want me to do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you going to be okay? <laughs> I just need a minute. <laughs> I had to drag my first deer out the other day. My God, I had to stop like 12 times. I was checking my pulse. I had to check my heart rate. I thought I was going to die right there. Good what, thing I had man. someone with me. <laughs> That's the thing about private. Most of the time I can get a four-wheeler. Yeah, that is nice about having private, man. Son of a gun. Yeah. That, the last buck I shot on public in Ohio, luckily my uncle came and helped me drag it. And it I mean, luckily... I was only hunting like 100 yards from the road, and I shot him, quartered two, and the bolt went through and hit him in the, in the hind quarter and cut his femoral artery. He was dead in like no time, and we only had to drag him a couple hundred yards, but Jesus Christ, man. <laughs> That's, that was the last one I've had to drag up out of there. Oh, yeah, man. I see more and more people going to the quartering out or, you know, a sled oh, yeah. or something like that. I just... I don't yeah. know. I mean, I have everything to do it with me while I'm out in the field, but I don't have a pack for it, so I don't know. I mean, is that ever an option for either of you guys, you think, down the road? 
My buddy uses a sled. Yeah. He, he, he really likes it. Yeah, because we use deer carts, but sometimes they're a little bit You can't cumbersome. get a deer cart in a swamp. Right. <laughs> yeah. Or up over logs and stuff, man. Yeah, it can yeah, be tough. It's tough, for sure. Yeah, we had a conversation on that before. It was just like they make a lot of noise. They're kind of bulky. It's like everything else. You know, you try to find a better way to get things out more efficient because dragging a deer just sucks. Yeah. <laughs> Plain and simple, it just sucks. Oh, them guys back in the day, that's all they did. I get him props for it. Yeah. Yeah. My dad, my dad tells me stories all the time about him dragging deer when he was young, and I'm like, dude, there is no way. Yep. No way. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. I can think of one, like, a couple years ago, me and Charles went out for gun season. We were at a farm property that we hunt, and I shot a doe. It wasn't a huge doe, but, I don't know, 80, 90 pounds, and I decided to Cam Haynes that thing. <laughs> and yeah. I'll tell you what, man, by the time I got back to the truck, I don't think I could move for, like, three days. My neck was stiff. I couldn't, like, <laughs> it was the worst idea ever. Blood all down your back. Yeah, yeah that it was, was great. covered in blood. It was horrible. Bad idea. Don't try it. No, I did that one time with a doe. It was like it was opening. I think it was opening day of Ohio gun season. And I had to go to work that evening, and some guys drove like they were driving below me, and like drove up eight. Like I think it was eight does, and they ran up above me. And they were I should you know they were probably thirty yards from the road, forty yards from the road. You know the road was up. I was like I'm gonna shoot her right in the neck, and she's just gonna drop, and I'll just drag her up to the road, and it'll be great. And I shot her through the neck, and she ran like three flats down over the hill. <laughs> Oh my God. Never again. <laughs> Never again. <laughs> I've had yeah, some I was, pretty I, I terrible ones. Yeah. I had a rope I tied to her and like was trying to pull her up them freaking hills to the next flat and that wasn't working. I was dra- I was trying to drag her and I just said screw it and I threw her over my shoulders and my God. <laughs> I just watched a video my brother sent me the other day and I um it was from Meat Eater. It was one of the guys on Meat Eater where he cuts off all four legs but saves, like, the, the skin on them. He basically debones the legs from, like, the knuckle down. And uh-huh. then he takes – he crisscrosses them, ties them in, in a knot, both of them, and then literally wears it like a backpack. Like, uses the oh. crisscross legs to put his arms through and carries the deer out. There was a method and, like, a name to the method that, that's apparently pretty wide known – I've never heard of it before in my life. I've never seen it done before in my life. But I'll tell you right now, other than the fact that it'd probably take you 15 minutes to do it, which ain't a big deal, it looked nifty as all hell, man. Yeah. Like, legitimately a good way to get a, a smaller deer out. Nothing giant, but something you yeah. can handle. I need to yeah. try that, I think. I don't. Yeah, I'll have to try to find the video, and I'll send it to both of you. It's really impressive, to I be like honest. It. I yeah. like it. It's good. I want to try it at least once. <laughs> End up with a chiropractor. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I, I could just see myself making it way up the hill and just falling backwards with it on my back, and we both go oh. tumbling. Oh, my. <laughs> yeah. All right, yeah. Matt. We'll move along then. So we kind of got the area down. We, we've The whole first part, you know, where you hunt and, and kind of what you're familiar with. So – I'd like to build your resume now. We're going to build up your resume here, your hunter resume, and I'm going to put that in air quotes, okay? So (laughs) (laughs) if you you could just kind of describe a few of your really good years, because I know you had some really good ones, um, some of your success over the last five to ten years and what that looked like. Yep. 
honestly, I think getting married, having kids has helped me out a lot. <laughs> when I was when I got out of the army, I got in the oil field and I worked fourteen days on, fourteen days off. And man, I think over all them fourteen days I was off, I hunted every day. Yeah, and I was hunting every day, every day, every day. I mean, it was great. I mean, I seen a lot of deer. I was here, I was there. But I think it also kind of put me in a bind a lot of times. Cause I hunted so much, I didn't slow down. That first year I was out of the army, I, I had a couple good bucks on camera. And uh, opening day, bow season, 2013, the one that I ended up killing, I missed him. Opening day, bow season. And man, I hunted that deer every day for like 38 days. Like every day that I could hunt, you know. And one morning I was hunting, and down on a, down on a bottom, like a, you know, like a bowl. You guys know what I'm talking about, a bowl. Oh, yeah. Yep. Off of a uh, new pipeline right away. Well, you could see across the hill, and I was sitting on the ground with my with a compound bow. It was the only way I could really hunt in there. There really wasn't any good places for any trees. And I seen a deer come out on the right away, and I threw my binoculars up, and I could see it was a pin. And I'd missed that deer on the property across from us um, opening day. And this was in November, like the week before gun season. So I seen that deer. So I hopped up out of there. Made my way around onto the road that we have on our lease and down to our upper feeder that we got. And I pulled the chip and it was back before, self, well, before I had a cell phone camera. Pulled the chip, went home and checked it. And sure enough, that buck had been in there with those like three mornings in a row. I went in that next morning and I shot him like right at first light. He ran the doe up there and I shot him. But then after that, like I said, I hunted like all the freaking time, and I killed some good deer. Uh, I, I killed a uh, a ten point on public in Ohio a couple years after that. The year before that, I was in that piece scouting around, and it looked good. I never put any cameras in there or anything. Well, that next year, I went back in there. We had snow on the ground. Well, I went in there and I found a, just a bunch of bed, you know, a bunch of doe beds, you know, a small buck. And I ended up coming across these two big beds. Okay. okay. I put a camera up on this main trail. Like it was a ridge and it dropped off and there was a flat. And that flat, when it dropped off that second time, it really dropped off and went straight down. And it went straight down into some thick stuff. And on down from that, it was just down into the run. So I put a camera on there. I think at the time I was working like four days on, two days off. And my first day off, I had to go to a freaking safety meeting like an hour away. <laughs> so I went to that safety meeting. I think I got out around noon. And this is December 18th, I think is when it was. And I flew back. I'm in that company truck. Good thing I didn't have GPS in it. <laughs> got home, got my truck, and I ran up there to check that camera. Well, I didn't really dress very warm because I was going to go hunt on my dad's 10-acre piece and sit in the blind. So I didn't really dress real warm, and I Ran down over the hill, and I brought my laptop with me, put the chip in there, and do, like, two out of the four nights in the evenings, the buck I ended up killing, and one that was even bigger, had been through there. And I was like, oh, snap. <laughs> ran back to my truck, because I didn't bring my bow or nothing. Ran back to my truck. I had hardly any clothes. Dude, I, I ended up going back, back down in the woods, and I sat there, and I froze. Like, borderline, like, thought my freaking fingertips were going to freeze off. It was like 18 degrees, and then it started getting dark, 
you know, how it is late in the season. It starts getting dark, but there was snow on the ground, so I could still see a ways out. And, man, next thing you know, here come this deer, and I could just see his horns. <laughs> I was like, oh, baby. <laughs> yeah, here he comes. And he got down through there. Well, I had picked out a couple shooting lanes to shoot onto that trail. Well, by the time he got through there, you know, it was right at last light. I couldn't remember what, exactly where my shooting lanes were, and I shot, and that's that deer I was talking about earlier. It was kind of quartered, too, and when I shot, I think I hit a limb, because, like I said, I mean, it, it hit him center body, and it kicked back and hit him in the in the yeah, hind quarter and cut that from more artery, and um, I got lucky on that one. That's gnarly, man. Those that from more art, I mean, you're just <laughs> oh, done quick. That, that'd kill him real fast. Real fast. Yeah. I was bummed, too, because... I'd missed a buck in West Virginia earlier that year. Well, I'd hit a buck and didn't find him. That's another weird story, too. I hit that deer in, like, early November, opening day at gun season. My old neighbor, where I used to live, uh, calls me, tells me he shot a buck. And um, he said it had a, um, told me what it was, what it looked like, whatever. And I said, hey, I said, that deer didn't happen to have a, a broadhead hole did it, in it, did he? And he said, yeah. He said, how'd you know? I said, well, that sounds like that deer I shot. I said, send me a picture of that deer. He sends me a picture of that deer. Sure enough, it's the buck I had shot. <laughs> oh, man. Like three miles away. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's insane. Where'd you, yeah. Where did you end up hitting it at? I'm just curious. I hit him mid-body. Yeah. Just a, just a touch. I mean, just high. No man's I land. Know, I know people say there's no man's land. People argue all day that there ain't. but There, there is. There is. There is. There is. Yeah. Yeah. Typically, yeah. those are one long shots, pretty much, that they survive. That no man's yeah. land. They, you're just clipping, like, the end, like, the back ends of the lungs. You can pretty much cut those off, and the deer still live. Yeah. You know? That deer made it. I mean, that was damn near three weeks later when he shot him in gun season. Yeah. That's insane. They're they're so tough, man. But, yeah, I mean, that's why you... I don't know. It's That's bow hunting, right? That's bow hunting. That's yeah. bow hunting. It ain't easy. It ain't easy. Yeah. If it was easy, everybody would do it. That's why there's a lot more gun hunters out there. Man. Yeah, so I killed that 10, and then that next year, across the road, there's a, there's a, it's full of, full of oaks in there. That next year, I was after that buck that he was with. Because that deer that he was with was probably 20 inches bigger. Oh, man. So I go in there early, beginning of September, and I put a camera up, and I waited like two, two weeks, and I go in there and check that camera. And Jesus, <laughs> he was in, he was in there. This deer was like 160, mid 160, and I I had him on daylight, like two mornings. So I stayed out of there, went back in. A couple of days, fourth season came in, checked my camera again, and he was still in there. And I'm like, dude, I'm gonna I'm gonna hammer, him. <laughs> I'm gonna kill this deer, dude. I don't know. People found out about him, I guess. Other people, and man, I ended up having a guy from Missouri that was in there, a couple other people in there. I had pictures of a guy carrying a freaking ground blind with a chair in there and that deer <laughs> that deer disappeared. I've never never got another picture of him, never seen him. Ran cameras in there the next year and just he I think there was five people in there opening day of gun season driving that hillside out of there. Yeah. That's <laughs> that's tough man. That's never a good situation. <laughs> no. 
Uh, you, you think you're the only one that knows about a deer? You're freaking dead wrong. I don't care if it's six miles back on a piece of public you, that you've never seen a boot track. Somebody knows that deer's back there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I guess that goes towards like some of the struggles that we face or challenges that we face out here too. I mean, not only pressure, but, oh, but it's you know it's pressure on top of people i don't know how to really put that i guess we'll just leave it at pressure without saying anything bad about other hunters but you're you're technically oh. we've said it a ton of times like you're not only hunting the deer you're oh, hunting yeah. where other hunters are too you know you're kind of yeah. hunting the hunters as well oh that's that's a hundred percent i'm all about i'm all about everybody getting out and yeah absolutely but it i mean you know you have everybody's got to admit these last five or so years hunting on public is just it's, it's exploded i mean it's exploded i mean there's people there's never been people and i think you know covid hit and it got even worse you know and i got lucky my dad my dad bought that 10 acre piece and then i've got this here at the house that he bought and, and i bought my piece and you know it, it's really pushed me you know away from public uh, I still go out sometimes, like if I don't, like last year I went out on a piece and, you know, I've seen a guy smoking a cigarette in a tree stand and a couple cameras here and there. And I was like, man. How frustrating <laughs> is that? <laughs> I used to go in there, you know, and I used to go in there and, and you wouldn't see nobody. And then the first few years I was out of the army, but oh, I guess kind of a, I don't know, I don't want to say a blessing, but I mean, it's nice. I, th- I think my dad, because if it wasn't for my dad, I wouldn't have that 10 acre piece and the piece here at the house. And, um, you know, I'm very lucky in that aspect. And, you know, you know, that, just that little 10 acre piece, you know, I killed the oldest deer and the deer I have most history with ever in my life. You know, that, that deer that I killed there was, Jesus, I hunted him for four and a half years. I hit him once, I wounded him once and killed him three years later. And I think when my wife got, my wife, when I got with my wife, uh, Second fall, I finally killed him. She was, I think she was real glad I killed him because that deer, who he, <laughs> he was, like I said, I think he was, he was at least eight and a half years old. Wow. That's and insane. When I killed him and, you know, the first pictures I ever got of him, he was a 140s eight. You know, when I killed him, Jesus, he might score, you know, 80 inches maybe. But, <laughs> you know, that deer, that deer means more to me than. Any deer I've ever killed. I mean, I put in a lot of time for that deer on that little ten acre piece. <laughs> yeah, man, I get that. That's cool. <laughs> it's tough though, too, man. Yeah. And you know, I like your outlook on it. You feel like it's a blessing. You got what is that dog doing? I'm gonna tear <laughs> that thing up. <laughs> it is. It's a blessing, man. I like your outlook on it. Like you know, you, you're, you're thankful you got that ten acre piece, and you don't need a whole hell of a lot to get no. it done. Like there's a lot no. of people that kill really big deer on three, four acres. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And- you know, and I've had to adapt, and I've had to learn to hunt that. You know, I used to, you know, the least we have in West Virginia is 162 acres, and I've got a couple other pieces in West Virginia that are big, and hunting public, you know, you can roam, and you can do this, and you can do that, and I really had to learn how to hunt these small pieces. You know, and, you know, I was a bait state, and I know a lot of people don't like it. They think, oh, it, you know, it's easy. You just throw some corn out, and, you know, you kill big deer, but, I mean, that, that's, that's not how it works. <laughs> No. Like, I kill a booner every year, and I, you know, hell, I, I never <laughs> <even> kill. <laughs> yeah, I, I remember what I was going to say earlier too. On top of the pressure, is that you know some of these deer, and especially in the big woods, in the big hills, when you do end up bumping them or spooking them, 
you know, if they feel that pressure, they are just gone. Like they're they're gone. Oh, like you said, that yeah. deer you shot, your neighbor shot it three miles away. Like that's yeah. that's perfect example of what can happen, especially in those big woods and the big hills where you just you bump a deer. You might get away with it once or twice, and I've yeah. seen people get away with it once or twice. But after that, we see it up our camp or up my camp all the time, man. It is just like they disappear oh. off the face of this planet. They're yeah. just gone. They'll be yeah. all over your cameras, and then they're gone. Yeah, and you know, especially where I live, the county I live in, everybody hunts. Yep, everybody wants to kill big deer. You know that buck I got below the house. I'm pretty sure I know where he's bedding. But with everybody hunting, and I know at least three or four people out here that's got pictures of him, I'm, do you take the chance and going in there close and bumping him out? You know, where I'm at, I'm like, I can't do that. You know, I'd rather sit back and wait, wait for him to start daylight. Because hell, I had, up till September 15th, I had pictures of him in the daylight damn near every day. Yeah. And then he quit, and hell, this last Monday, he daylighted 6.30 in the afternoon, Saturday evening, my wife rolled her ankle, and uh, the Monday I didn't go hunt because we got, you know, three-week-old and a two-and-a-half-year-old, and I was like, ah, I better not hunt. You know, she's all stoved up, and she'll probably, you know, she'll need my help, so I didn't go hunt. Sure enough, he freaking daylighted, and, and I knew it because the week before, we had a shit ton of north winds. Yep. Deer, the only time that deer comes in are north winds at night. South wind, and a southwest wind, if it's cool enough, He's coming in in the daylight, and we had north winds like all week, and then it was warm Saturday, Sunday, and Monday, I think, Monday was like 62 that evening. We had a south or southwest wind, and I was like, man, I like, oh, I better not. You know, I, I got to pick and choose what I do. You know, I don't want, I don't like the wife to get too mad at me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't just deer hunt, you know, I turkey hunt, and I steelhead fish, and I still squirrel hunt, and... I fish a lot of bass tournaments on the weekends too, so I got to pick and choose, and I chose not to go. And boy, it might have bit me in the butt. Oh man! Well, yeah, I got that picture. <laughs> yeah, he's he's a good one. Hell yeah! You know? But what do you do? I mean, you know, like I said, do I go in there where I think he's bedding close and bump him out and bump him? You know, there's if you go down the bottom of the hill I hunt and just across the the holler road there. There's a guy who's got, you know, soybeans planted, and they've got, like, three or three, you know, shoot houses up in there, and, you know, I mean, everybody hunts out here. Yeah. So, if it's comfortable, I'm, I'm a, you know what I mean? It ain't like public. You just go bump and go find another one. No big right. deal. Well, I'm hunting that one deer. If I bump him and he leaves, then, yeah. you know, then you're, you're screwed. Somebody else might kill him. Yeah, you I don't mean, want him. great, but I don't want to be the one to bump him. And, exactly. You know I mean? Yep. Yep. He's on like he did last year. Hey, so be it. But I don't want to be the one that pushes him out when he's comfortable. Right. No, no, just pick and choose, man. You know, he's going to start yep. feeling a little tingly here soon, and he's going to show up in the daylight. You just pick, you wait. He'll be, he'll I'm be out. This, this weekend, temperature's getting good. I'm hoping, I'm hoping something happens. If not, you know, hopefully the temperature stay good. We'll, we'll see what happens. But yeah, I agree with you. Show up somewhere. He, right now, he's. He's the one I got my eye on, and that um, that 15 acre piece of mine, I've got brass and clover and everything planted out there, and it's just shit 80 acres from my uncle's place, and he's got peas and corn and brassics and beans, and 
Oh, he's got a whole freaking five-star buffet for him. So. <laughs> got, yeah. We got the does out there. We just ain't got, we just don't have any, any bucks. Right. But when you got the does, you'll have the bucks. I, when I was younger, I used to think, Jesus, all I got on camera is does, and I'd get pissed. Well, now it's like, uh, you guys just stick around. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You don't go anywhere now. <laughs> yeah, don't go anywhere. I, I've gotten a little smarter. But. Yeah. Oh, that's that's beautiful, man. And you definitely don't want that boy, you know, wandering around, starting to live on the neighbors or come gun season even, you know, because no, no, he don't stand much of a chance come gun season. No. No. You know, I've got, you know, a lot of people say bucks get their – their, their home range gets smaller as they get older, which that's not true for every deer. I know that. But I hunted that buck that I killed at my dad's. You know, I think he was at least eight and a half. He might have been nine and a half. You know, the first few years I hunted him, he was very sporadic, very sporadic. You know, and then, dude, that year I killed him, he was there all summer. And, you know, I killed him October 8th. You know, he, you know, we got the, the cold front, I think, started friday i left work early got permission i left work early friday hunted nothing i think it was saturday yeah october 8th was a saturday and i killed him and i had two bucks actually both bucks that i would have shot came in that evening it was funny i was sitting in the blonde and the smaller of the two came up and um sometimes i end up shooting the smaller of the two but that's okay <laughs> Smaller <laughs> the two came up, man. My heartbeat, uh, my heartbeat got pumping, and I mean, he was a nice eight. I mean, he was you know 130 some inch eight, and uh, he come up, and I shit you not, I reached down to grab my. I had a crossbow at the time. I tore my labor in my rotator cuff. I had my crossbow. I reached down. I just had it sitting on the ground beside me. Reached down to pick it up. I looked back out the window of the barn, and that deer was gone. And I was like. <laughs> you got to be shitting me. There's no way I spooked that deer. So, you know, I'm sitting there. I sit back up, and, you know, I'm, I'm you know, pissy. And it wasn't a minute later, here he come, the big one, the old one. I, that's why that, yeah, I was, oh, that's why he ran off. Yeah, no yeah. kidding. <laughs> <laughs> it just happened so fast, you know, when I, and then I, you know, I shot that deer. But, yeah, like, like, I was, like I was, you know, ranting on about the home range thing. You know, that buck last year, he left. You know, I don't know if maybe the oaks where he went, Cause he he left. I, I say he didn't leave. He did leave for nine days, and then he came back and he stayed. So I don't know if the oaks didn't produce where he goes, and so he came back, or if he's getting older and he just he feels comfortable here, you know. Because I don't mess around with them. You know, that's one thing I've learned. You know, I don't. Yes, I bait. And you know, yes, I have cell phone cameras. So a lot of people don't like that, but I use it to my advantage. You know, I, you know, I stay out as much as I can because, you know, the small pieces I have to hunt, that's the best way for me to kill the biggest deer that I can. Yeah. Now, I don't mess around on the properties. You know, I leave the deer alone. I'm in and I'm out and I use my cell phone cameras to my advantage. So I'm hoping, you know, maybe he, you know, he's gotten older. Maybe he just likes it here and he's not bothered here. So I'm hoping he sticks around, you know, we'll, we'll see. We'll see how the season goes. Yeah. I mean, it just goes to show that regardless if you're hunting over bait or not, it's obviously not easy to kill deer. Like If it was that oh, easy, yeah. everybody, like you said, you'd have a whole wall full of 170s, 180s. That's just not the case. I mean, these deer, oh, yeah. a lot of times, they're more cautious coming into bait like that. 
Oh, you know, they are. They come in late. Long. They come in downwind. It's very hard to kill them. Oh yeah, and, you know, people say, "Oh, you know, you're doing that. You know, go hunt public." And you know, sometimes I'm like, "Man, maybe I should." Because hell, two of the biggest deer I've ever seen on 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 the hoof were on public land. Yeah, I seen six by six one morning. You know, I'm not the best deer scorer, but that thing was 170, 180 all day. And then I seen another buck that morning with him running does. I mean, he was, you know, 140s. And then I missed a deer here 2019, 2018. I scouted a piece of public the evening, and I got down in there, and I said, dude, there was freaking scrapes, rubs. The rubs on trees as big as my thigh, and I'm 240 pounds. And I was like, dude, I need to get in here. Yeah. I went to that next morning, got down in there like two hours before daylight. And I was sitting there and it was freaking cold. We got a gosh darn ice storm. And I waited <laughs> too long to put my freaking toe warmers in. And I'm sitting there in my climber and my toes are freezing. Here I am. I take both my boots off. Got my boots sitting on my platforms. Take both my socks off. Oh, no. I know where this is going. Shaking these hot hands in both my hands. Shaking them. Shaking them. Trying to hurry up and get them warmed up. I stuff the one hot hand in my sock. Hurry up put my boot on. I've got the other sock in my hand. I'm stuffing the hot hands in it. And next thing you know, this freaking doe runs right up underneath my stand. I'm looking through the bottom of my stand at my foot. And a doe runs right up underneath my tree. And I was like, oh, shit. I spooked her. She runs out there, and I'm hunting just off this old logging road that's full of scrapes. She runs out there about 20 yards and stops and just looks my way, but directly underneath my stand. And I'm just sitting there because I don't want to move. I don't, you know, I don't want to spook her. Yes, or more than I thought she was. Right. Next thing you know, I hear something just tearing through the woods behind me. And here this freaking buck comes directly up underneath my stand. And he's like 145, borderline 150 inch 10. And I'm like, oh my God. And here I am reaching for my bow, my crossbow, which I know a lot of people don't like that either, but I still had a bad shoulder at the time. <laughs> you you got to apologize. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, man, he ran, he ran that doe. And I'm like, I'm, I'm yelling at this deer. I'm like, I'm like, Hey, you know, <laughs> I could get this deer to just stop and turn around and look at me because I had ranged up to like 40 yards where I could shoot. Well, finally that doe stopped and he stops and he's quartered away and I'm get I'm frantically trying to get my freaking range finder. You know, them little pockets you got there on your boob. Yeah. I'm frantically <laughs> trying to get that range finder out of my pocket. And I'm like, I get it out and I'm clicking, clicking, clicking. And oh, finally it's like 50 yards. I'm like, oh money with you know with a crossbow excalibur money i pull up i mean he's ordered away looking at that doe and i let her go and i had a luminol on and that freaking bolt went right up underneath of him <laughs> like, oh my god i ended up getting down later in the morning and going down and ranging my tree from where he was standing it was like 56 yards i must have hit a limb yeah you definitely did i hit a limb on the way to him but i mean that was i mean that was you know i went down there and scouted that little spot and it's not hell it's not even public anymore that was it was just a small piece and man it was it was it was good it was a good piece i've seen a couple of nights well hell the next morning i was walking up out and jumped a freaking eight i mean just big heavy horn chocolate rack eight point there was some good deer in there but yeah it's 
it got sold. It's not even public anymore. Oh, man. That's such a bummer. Yeah. Well, I'd say you definitely have the collection of bone to back up your resume for anybody that doesn't like whatever they don't like just because they're always angry with themselves. Um, yeah. You know, <laughs> if, if I were to yeah. put this in as your strength, I would say one of your strengths on your resume here would be that you have the ability to adapt to your situations and still get out in the woods and hunt because totally. you know a lot of oh. times people get shoulder injuries things like that happen you know you've put your time in with a bow with a gun you know whatever you have to do and and it kind of comes through this whole story you've been telling throughout this whole thing you know whether it's a blind or a stand or however you have to do it to put yourself in the best case scenario to kill a deer you're going to do it and i would say that's definitely a, a oh. big strength of yours I mean, I hunt out of a climber. I mean, I've got, you know, the one of the new, you know, lightweight lock-ons with the lightweight sticks and blinds. And, I mean, it just it just depends, you know, where I find a deer. You know, hell, last year I didn't have a, that buck left. I didn't hardly have a deer on camera. And that piece that I would bought, I hadn't done nothing. I hadn't even ran a camera on it. Nothing. Until, like, two, three weeks before gun season. And um, I went and... You know, freaking put a camera out, and here we go with the people. They'll be like, oh, we just dumped a pile of corn. But, yeah, I mean, I went out and dumped a pile of corn, and, <laughs> I mean, next thing you know, I've got, like, five bucks on camera, and it's, like, two weeks to gun season, and I was working in the oil field at the time, so I didn't have a whole lot of time to hunt. So I was like, I'm just going to wait. And um, I um, was off Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, so the weekend before Ohio gun season, so that's Saturday, Sunday, that Sunday, I shot a buck in West Virginia with a rifle, like a, you know, just a nine-point basic, you know, 110-inch nine. He got my freaking heart beating when he stepped out, so I shot him. And then I hunted Monday in Ohio, and this is a pretty decent little story here, too. So Monday, I take my truck to my property. Well, I parked my truck right off the road. Well, this back field where I had been feeding... The deer couldn't see it, so I didn't think I had. I didn't think I had any problem. You know, they can't see my truck. No big deal. You know, that buck had been coming in there. He'd have been daylighting and everything. I hunted all day Monday, and I never seen that deer. Well, I get home, and sure enough, by the time I get home, that freaking deer's in there. That buck that I killed. I'm like, what the hell? He knew I was in there somehow. Well, wake up Tuesday morning, and I mean, there's freaking a whole shit pile of snow on the ground. Well, I drove my truck, parked in the same spot, didn't see that deer. Well, I, I thought a deer, I thought he was coming from another way, and he wasn't because I about got my truck stuck in the snow that, that morning. So when I came back that evening, I had my dad drop me off. <laughs> well, I had hung a, a lock on, and um, I was hunting that it. Well, that lock on, I was facing the field, and to my right was the road. To my left was just woods down over the hill, and on you know forever well that field wrapped around and followed the woods or that field wrapped around and followed the road well there was a patch of woods out by the road and the field you know went all the way back well i thought that buck was coming from my left from the woods well i'm sitting there and i um start getting evening time and i had was a freaking idiot and i put my dead gum tree arm on the wrong side of the tree so if a deer had come in i had to reach around to my left and then shoot to my right instead of just having the tree arm to my right well, I stand up. I was like, I'm going to take that tree arm out of this tree and screw it in on this side. Well, I unscrew that freaking tree arm, and I've got my sling and my gun wrapped around me. 
and this sling is it's way too tight. I, actually, I need to loosen it up for next year. It's freaking tight that it took me about ten minutes to get it off. <laughs> I took that sling off, and I'm screw, I'm giving her hell trying to screw this freaking tree arm in. And about that time, I see a doe come running out in the field. I'm like, oh shit! And here come another doe. And here come another doe. <laughs> and I'm trying like hell to get this freaking gun off my chest. I had just got that freaking tree arm in just enough to where it stayed. And uh, I'm scoping these deer. I mean, and it's freaking pouring the snow down. It ended up being eight days to come through there. Well, five of them made it to the woods, and three of them stopped right in the middle of that field. I remember looking at them, and they looked out towards the road to my right. And I just happened to look, or I had to look around the tree. I looked around the tree, and there he was standing 20 yards from me. Oh, okay. man. I could have shot him with a bow. And what was cool was where I screwed that tree arm in. I screwed it in just perfect. I laid that gun across that tree arm and just freaking lambasted him. <laughs> and he ran. He ran. And I shit you not, he ran. And I had made a path. I always make paths to my stands if I can, so I'm quiet. I made a path straight to that stand, to that tree. That deer ran, took a left at my at that path, and he hit the tree I was I was in. And, and dead, like, fell over dead, <laughs> fell over dead. <laughs> Unreal, man. That is I great. It was it was awful because I killed him. Called my dad. I always call my dad first. I call my dad first. Turkeys, deer, everything. Called my dad. He said, "Yeah, he was hit. His ten acres that he has is like just you know maybe half a mile away." He said, "I I heard you shoot. I was wondering if that was you." I said, "Yeah." I said, "I don't have a knife." <laughs> I can't cut it because Dad had dropped me off. Well, I didn't bring. I did. I, I don't know why I didn't have it. Oh, I used that knife on that that buck I shot in West Virginia and put another one back in it. He said, "All right, I'll be out." Well, I'm sitting there waiting, waiting, waiting. He calls me. Hey, I lost my keys in my truck. I was like, "Gotta be." <laughs> I'm getting freaking pouring the snow down. I got this deer. He locked his keys in his truck. So luckily, my like I said, my uncle's property is just 80 acres across from mine, and they live out there. He's like, I'm going to have um, your aunt come get you. Or come get me and bring me back to the house. And I'll just ride the pool with her out. I was like, all right. And I forgot something else. I forgot my knife and something. Oh, I don't think I had a light. Yeah, I didn't have a light. I, said, I ain't got a light. He said, Jesus Christ. <laughs> bring anything. You got to name my dad. I mean, he, he speaks his mind. Uh, so I kind of got lifted with him like I always do, you know. He'd come back on the four-wheeler and... He ended up showing up on the floor there, and man, I had that deer and got it, got it out, and then that we was coming up out of the woods, and man, about went down over the hill on that four wheeler, and then man, my aunt had to bring us home, and that freaking snowstorm just got stuck in the bottom of the driveway. I had to go get the four wheeler and bring it down to the road and get the deer on the four wheeler, get it up to the house, get making the driveway. And, oh man, that was a that was a hell of a night with that deer. Yeah, that's a freaking night right there, man. Holy smokes! Jeez. Oh, yeah. yeah. Was that the same year that you shot the uh, three bucks? No, that was uh, that was the year before. That was the year I shot that uh, that eight and a half year old. Uh, okay. TV. Yeah, I shot that one in Ohio. I shot um, a ten in West Virginia, um, a big six pointer, uh, a ten in West Virginia with a bow, a big six in West Virginia with a gun. I seen him the first day of gun season, and I ended up shooting him the second day of gun season. And then I shot a nine with my muzzle loader, which that was cool. Because where I shot him is where I worked, and where I worked we could hunt. 
That's pretty sweet. Yeah. <laughs> well, we never, nobody had ever seen that deer. Huh. Well, it was uh, second week of gun season. Me and my buddy sitting on a leash road facing opposite direction. And we're sitting there, and uh, my buddy Justin's like, hey, there's a deer back there. I turned around, you know, looking behind me. I said, yeah, that deer stepped out. I said, I mean, for West Virginia deer, I mean, he was, he was a nice deer. Yeah, they were he all said, nice. He said, holy cow. Well, <laughs> it wasn't. I said, I said, hopefully nobody kills that deer. Because <laughs> if nobody kills that deer, I said, I'm going to kill that deer. Muzzle of the season, I'm going to kill him. I'd already killed a buck in gun season, so I couldn't, and I didn't buy an extra buck tag. Because I usually don't ever kill Usually don't ever kill two bucks, let alone three in West Virginia. Just, I just don't do it. Yeah. Right. I said, nobody shoots that deer. I'm killing that deer in muzzleloader season. So I went, and I knew where he'd, I figured where he'd come, where he'd come from, but I wasn't sure. So I went out, like, you know, dumped some feed, put a camera up, <clears throat> left it for four days, went and checked it. Boom. There he was. He was on it. I said, cool. I got, I think I had a week, a week and a half to, till muzzleloader season. Well, freaking evening before muzzleloader season, I'm at work. Stepped off a freaking piece of uh, gas line. I think 18 inch gas. Stepped off of it and rolled my freaking ankle. Oh, man. I said, oh, Jesus, it's going to be awful. I said, but I got to kill this deer tomorrow. <laughs> so, or no, take that back. Sorry. I was I had to work the first day of muzzleloader season. I was off after that because the first day of muzzleloader season, that stupid deer was standing out in that freaking right away, 50 yards off the road, just standing there feeding. <laughs> so I went and drove up the road and parked in the road and wouldn't let nobody drive down that road. <laughs> <laughs> because why I did that is because it's freaking poacher's paradise out there. Uh, okay. There's no houses, there's no nothing, and deer get killed off that road all the time. Well, he was standing out there, and I didn't want nobody shooting him. So the second day... I wake up, you know, I got my freaking bummed ankle. I get out there, and I didn't get to where I wanted to get to. So instead of just hobbling in there, I just sat back a couple hundred yards with my binoculars. I sat and watched that that field and where I'd been feeding, and he didn't come in. So that evening, it was getting cold, and it was going to start snowing. So I get get out and freaking got out there and forgot my dead gum chair. So luckily, one of my other buddies that worked with me, he hunted, and he had a lawn chair. Well, this field, it wraps around with the road and it went up and where I'd been feeding couldn't see from the road. Well, in the middle of that field was just a big thick strip of locust trees. Ooh. And I had picked me a spot to put a chair in there. Well, I didn't want to put a blind up so it was so late in the year I didn't want to spook nothing down there. So I just took that freaking lawn chair and sat in them locust trees. And uh, evening goes on. I had a couple days come in. Well, as the day was going, I could hear a freaking tractor mowing. I didn't know what was going on. Well, it's like 345 next thing you know this freaking tractor comes up the right away from behind me freaking brush hogging he was brush hogging the pipeline i threw my hands up like hey i'm right here you know he throws his hands up and takes off out the road and starts mowing down below me out to my left i was like oh thank god you know he just ran them days off so i'm sitting there and it's like 15 20 after four and it's getting prime time and there's some does up there feeding next thing you know i hear i hear people talking I turned around, and there's four guys standing in that right-of-way behind me talking with freaking weed eaters and chainsaws. <laughs> I threw my hands up, and they seen me, and they quit talking, and they got down on the road below me and walked on out, and all them guys and got in a tractor, got in a red Ford F-250, and drove off. And I was like, Jesus, I'm, I'm, I ain't never, I ain't killing this deer this evening. And them deer drove, there, them guys drove off, and I'm sitting there watching, 
Next thing I looked to my left, and here he come. He had been bedding across the road down over the hill in that bowl. And he I guarantee you, he watched them guys leave. Yeah. He walked across the road and come up, and I shot him. That was a nine. That was a good year for me. Heck yeah, dude. That sounds like a good year, man. I've never had a year like that. No. No way. Yeah, it's cool. Kill on the bow, muzzleloader. Yeah. It sounds like uh, another strength of yours is damn trail cameras, man. Every part of this story dude. has something to do with you oh. putting up a really good trail camera placement and yeah. getting pictures you of know, deer. <laughs> yes, I, I do feed. And if I see a buck, you know, yeah, I'm going to go dump. I'm probably going to go dump corn. I'm going to go dump something. And I'm going to put a camera on it because, you know, like I said earlier, you know, I will, I, you know, I'm married. I have a two year, half, almost three year old son. And now I have a three, three week old, almost month old. You know, and I turkey hunt, and I, you know, you know me, I like to go steelhead fishing in the fall, oh, yeah. and I, I trout fish, you know, and I fish bass tournaments on the weekends. Like, October 31st this year, most people's probably going to be deer hunting. Well, I got a bass tournament. Oh, oh man. Oh, no, you don't. Well, it's a good one. You know, it's, it's for a good bit of money. So, you know, and but I like to do all that stuff. I don't just like to deer that's, hunt. Yeah, so that's fair. Have, you know, I don't have time to, you know, put, you know, 100 miles in, on public or anywhere like some guys do and dude that's great if they can do that dude i'll hunt how you want to hunt hunt yep. how you can't hunt but for me you know i use those cameras to you know the best that i can help i've got five or six cameras still sitting in the closet because i don't hunt public anymore yeah i mean when i hunted public i'd bring cameras everywhere right right oh no, i just hunt private and but i use cameras and yeah and, I, and if i see a buck that I, and i can hunt yeah, I'm going to dump some feed, and I'm going to put a camera out. And if he shows up, I'm going to kill him. <laughs> yeah, But man. I'm going to stay out of there. I'm going to stay out until, yeah. hey, it's the right time. And, you know, I'm pretty damn sure that I can get in there and kill him. Because yeah. I think that's where a lot of people go wrong on bait. Because, you know, there's, I mean, shit ton of people bait. A lot of people say they don't, they do. A lot of people go that bait, they go in all the time. You know, they're constantly bait. They're constantly dumped. They're constantly checking their cameras. They're like constantly riding their four withers. And yeah, them does and young bucks, they'll get used to it. No big deal. You dump it. Hell, they're there in five minutes. It happens all the time. But them big ones, they just they don't like they don't like that. <laughs> yeah, man. I I'm, I feel you. I understand that 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 whole tactic. I mean, it's foreign to me, but I've heard it on a couple of different podcasts. Guys talking about, it, and I totally get it. It's like Charles mentioned earlier. Like those deer, they know. Mm-hmm. Oh. They know, but. Yeah. You know, I think Charles is kind of reading you a little wrong. He says, like, you know, your tactic here, like, the common denominator here is these trail cameras. Now, I have a little bit different theory here. I think the common denominator of you killing big deer is, like, forgetting shit at home. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It does seem that way. Oh, sometimes. Yeah, I mean, it's just, if I can see him, I'm going to do what I can to kill him. But I'm going to do it smart. Yeah. And I'm going to do it with the, the, you know, with time on my side, you know. I, it's just hard. I mean, I, I wish I still had hell when I was single and had all the time in the world. I had cameras on public everywhere. And, hell, that's what, you know, I know you guys don't like, you or, uh, don't like talk turkey hunting. But that's where I, that, that turkey hunting on public in Ohio made me a better deer hunter on public over here. Yeah, man. Oh, yeah. it's not that we don't For like talking direction. turkey. I love yeah. talking turkey. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just not allowed right now. It's just deer season, and I, I kind of like real Charles in on that. Yeah. Oh, hit me, hit me up in March. <laughs> we will. Oh, we definitely will. But no, no. You know, just being out like I was, I mean, it helped me out a lot today because 
I, you know, come turkey season, I just go hunt. Like, I don't give scout, you know, go listen for birds. I mean, I just, you know, I like to spend time with my family. And, you know, my wife would divorce me if I was gone all, you know, all right. the time. I'm yeah. already gone enough. It, it goes back to what I said. You have to adapt to your situation. Your situation, yeah. your life has changed over the course of your entire hunting career as you'll as we'll call it yeah you know it's changed and you've adapted to make it work and still yeah. find ways to get it done and get deer killed that's what in my mind that's what being a deer slayer in this whole series yeah. is all about right absolutely like that is what we're looking for guys that are out there getting it done any possible way they can and they're still killing deer consistently dude yeah. and, and that's what you've done so no man, so I mean we're getting up there on time. I don't know, Austin, do we do we wanna do you have a favorite story or is it kind of mixed in all the stories we kinda already covered there, Matt? Yeah, I mean I'd say my favorite one was that, you know, I was the buck that I hunted for so many years. But the, yeah, the old one, the well, eight yeah. and a half, nine and a half year old one. That that's dude, that's hard to beat. That's so much history yeah. and so much time spent in that, that chess match. You know, you're your chess matches oh, are just dude, what makes it so much fun. I didn't even know how to feel. Like, I called my dad, and I called my wife. And of course, my wife wasn't as excited as my dad or I. <laughs> no. <laughs> I was that I killed him and I was done dealing with him. But, you know, I mean, it was just so weird. Like, dude, I mean, every summer I looked forward to him coming back. And, man, it, like, I was I was empty. <laughs> I was so empty for you know, a while. But, um one story I do, or not really a story, but one thing that happened to me early hunting with my dad, I was probably six or seven, and my dad, we were hunting that spot that he always hunted, he grew up hunting, we still hunt, and I was sitting there with him, and you know, it was a week of gun season, and a four-point came out there flat, and dad shot it. And that was back when you just shot, if it had horns, you shot it. Oh, yeah. And, you know, sometimes my dad's still that way, I mean, hell... Uh, I, I was with him a couple, three years ago. He shot a spike. I mean, it was awesome, and I loved every second of it. But he shot that four-point, and it ran. It ran off, and it ran back. And Dad shot it again and dumped it. Man, I was pumped. And we got down to that deer, and um, I was just kind of being a jerk. I was being a jerk, you know. I was like, ha, you know, like, I don't remember exactly what I said. You know, like, ha-ha, you know, we got you or whatever. And just being a jerk. And, man, my dad grabbed me up. And he said, you know, you don't act like that. You respect these animals. And that has stuck with me forever. Yeah, and it man. always was yeah. something I teach my boys too, you know, is, is to respect the animals, no matter the size, you know, respect them, you know, and, you know, do the, do, do, do your part, you know what I mean? When it comes, when it comes to the animal. Yeah. That's very no well what. said. Very well said. We have a, a running theme in my family, you know, you, you, the, the deer gods that's you know the, you don't curse the dgs you don't man. curse the dgs you don't talk about the yeah. dgs you never you know you never go out and say oh i'm gonna go kill that deer or this and that you just don't it's it's always and it's about the respect of the animal yep. and that's what oh, you're yeah. saying you know you're, you hit yeah. that nail on the head man that is just perfect and and i i have probably a similar story too when i was younger kind of getting cocky a little bit and i paid for it man i went like three or four years when i was younger and didn't kill anything i was like you know what i'll never do that again <laughs> these dg uh, things are real i ain't fucking with them <laughs> oh yeah it'll get to me yeah i, yeah, I, I was just thinking about that and i wanted to 
That's I wanted beautiful. to stuff I had for my dad because you know if it if it wasn't for him, you know I wouldn't I wouldn't be nothing. You know we're we're different deer hunters. You know I obviously went kind of new age and I like to kill the big deer and my dad still just loves to hunt. That yeah. dude can sit in the woods all freaking day the whole week of gun season in West Virginia daylight till dark, not see a buck, and be the happiest freaking man. <laughs> Happiest man in the world. I hunt a freaking half a day and don't see a buck, and I'm pissed. <laughs> <laughs> I love that, though, man. That's yeah. That's two different awesome. eras, man. Two They're different, different eras. Breed, yep. They are a breed. But yeah, if it wasn't for him, I mean, I would, I wouldn't have nothing that, that I have today. I wouldn't be hunting. You know, I would have never killed that that buck, that old buck, if it wasn't for Dad having that property. And Dad never once questioned me hunting him. I mean, it was his place, and you know, after a couple of years, he never once said you know why don't you let me kill that deer or even the one here at the house i mean he owns land i don't yeah you know if it wasn't him i mean i wouldn't i wouldn't have half these deer yeah that's, that's awesome, awesome dude well that's a great place to wrap it up i think for this episode matt we can't thank you enough for all of your time uh tonight coming on and um oh, yeah. you know thank you for your service as well and everything you've done oh. dude just amazing yeah much appreciated man thanks for your service oh, why don't you uh, throw out your uh, Instagram handle out there or let people know where they can find you? Yeah, Facebook, just Matt Talkington, the T-A-L-K-I-N-G-T-O-N. Most people can't spell that. And then <laughs> same with um, same with Instagram, just Matt Talkington. You know, shoot me a request and I'll follow you back. Awesome, man. Follow for follow. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> Unless you're a weirdo. <laughs> <laughs> then you get the follow, then you get blocked later. <laughs> yeah. yeah, too many creepers out there nowadays. <laughs> yeah, don't send them pictures of your feet, please. That's weird, okay? <laughs> <laughs> no, I ain't doing that. <laughs> and we're going to end it there. <laughs> <laughs> may or may not make the episode. Uh, thanks again, Matt. Really appreciate it, man. Yeah, man. Thanks, guys. I appreciate it. Enjoyed yeah. it. Follow Cody Kelly, Chris Ashley, and Keith Burgess as they show what hunting is like in small towns across America. Tune in to Small Town Hunting, Wednesdays at 10.30 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV.